This is the Political Podcast with Ben Rodriguez and Jeff Jones. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm great. There's so much to talk about. There is. It's so a lot much. of stuff going on, and it's, yeah. it's great. You know, just our, our, our ability to now not focus on single personalities has been such a renewing thing after how many podcasts? We're on our 23rd podcast it now. Is, it is awesome. I there's a lot of good say. stuff going on out there, but the stupidity is being spread out. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's not all residing at one location. It, it, yeah, it's just, it's, you know, and then the other piece is that now that we have a, a, a renewed focus on covid you know not not the not the covid of the mythology but the actual covid that has killed 400,000 people you know it, it brings up a whole swell of new uh crazy that uh you know we find out that yeah we're, we're getting back to normal i shared with you this link in philadelphia these college kids who created a startup and then their startup was to distribute the vaccines and they probably had some really great you know health manifesto to help all these people but in the end it left a you know uh, rooms and lines filled with 95 and 85 and 70 year old you know seniors basically crying because the appointments that they had made on their app didn't work and they didn't get any vaccine at all and now they're even being accused of co-opting the vaccine yeah, walking out with it, put it walking out with it, walking out with vaccines. It's like that is just crazy. First of all, what government official let them do that? Get rid of that guy, you know. <laughs> she was pri- private, it's a combination of private enterprise and public. Yeah, know, there are some know. things that private enterprise should get anywhere near, and and you know, this type of thing, mass, you know, the defense of our country. Yeah, I can't rely on Elon Musk for that. You know, he's already polluting the skies with our little tiny, his little tiny tin can satellites that the Chinese are going <laughs> to scoop up and send it back to him. <laughs> It's just like it's crazy, but yeah, you know. it started out. It started out with some touch of nobility. They were doing, uh, you know, like like uh, um, testing. They were getting testing out there. Okay, but then they then they started then they started texting back and forth, and they started posting on on social media. Hey, we're gonna get rich off of this, and you're like, oh, these guys. Oh you know what this is? This is it. And it was Drexel. They were they were MBA kids from Drexel University. Oh my! It's goodness. like the MBA program at Drexel University just took a gigantic dump. It did, you, you know, know and, and, they, and they were they were using this for their term paper or something. You know, oh my goodness! It was well, co- you know, college can't prepare you or give you any empathy. I tell my kids, if going to college is a business decision. You right. go to college if it can forward your business goals, your economic goals. Great. If it can't, stay away. It's designed to make you mediocre. <laughs> I, you know, now I want my brain surgeon to get all the information and degrees he needs to have. Right. But frankly, right. we don't need a whole lot of the other stuff that just creates wackadoodle startups like this that end up, you know, really playing with people's lives. I mean, that's just crazy. It, 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 at the end of the day, it's pretty sad, you know, but it goes back to one of our, uh, one of our inspirations in our, in our business lives has been Patrick Lencioni and, and um, he, he, in one of his first books, I think it was five dysfunctions of a team. He said, not all inputs are equally valid. <laughs> there you go. And, and, you know, and I think that's what, what, you know, you're supposed to be learning in college is that just because you have an idea doesn't mean it's good. And, and not all apps are equally valid, which is precisely right. why I have not installed 
uh, Uber Eats or any of the you know, DoorDash. I mean, I, I mean, um, my kids do because they, I'm frankly, are lazy, don't want to go down and get it for themselves. But I do it just because I'm I'm actually supporting the restaurants by not doing that because the extortion. To me, it's an app version of Yelp when Yelp was getting in trouble because if you didn't buy their ad package, they were ensuring that you got bad reviews or or, or the or the bad reviews went to the top and the good reviews went to the bottom. You know, it's like mafioso, you know, business practices, you know, it's extortion yeah. money. <laughs> We're going to protect you. Well, you know, I don't know. What, what do you think about? I think, yeah, Uber you know, I think apps? it's just like Uber, Uber, the, the, you know, the driving service. I mean, these are disrupting businesses. So we honor that in, in our free market society. Honor sure, stuff. Sure. But there's this carnage that gets attached to it because everybody's too smart now. And they're going, well, we can dink them 30% on the, on the take. Yeah. Well, if you're going to kill the restaurant, there's not going to be much to deliver. It sure, works. Sure, I'll tell you sure. what it works well on. It works well on, on fast food restaurants, gigantic chains. Yes. Okay. Cause they can factor that in the local sushi place down here. When yeah. you want to get your yellowtail, you know, you yeah. want to get your yellowtail sushi, that guy, his margins are so tight. And we talked in our last episode about Gordon Ramsay. If you want to see how a restaurant really works, watch one of those episodes where these guys are down to the, you know, the penny on yep. every single grain of rice. Those guys are getting hit 20, 30% they're dead. Okay. So there is the gig economy of people who are supplementing their income during the COVID by running right. food back and forth. Right? right. So it's a complicated issue. We can't just dismiss it because we know that there are people with delivery jobs that are supplementing their income, delivering food back and forth. So right. it'll be interesting to see what ends up after COVID, what actually survives? And then who actually put the businesses out of business? Right. It's easy to just label it as one thing or another, but I do feel for, you know, you see the, these restaurants, especially um, um, restaurants in, in places where Japanese food, Mexican food and other places that are just Thai food. dying, right? Thai food. They're yeah. just dying right now. They can't compete. Yeah. Because they, and, they're, they were set up for in, in-house in food with, you know, right. probably a limited uh takeout well now they got to do takeout and and operate like fast food you know right yeah i've seen that um yeah um but you know one one business i hope that goes out is the private prison contracts because the the private prison world is a world where they they've funded a ton of militarization of the police whether that's you know funding you know, uh, political initiatives, whether it's funding uh, companies that create the body armors, all this stuff. And and basically they're a supply and demand capitalistic business. And, right. Yeah. And I hate to be so frank, you need a lot of brown and black bodies to fill up those prisons so they can make their, their government contracts. It's insidious. It was like when the state of California, you know, to your point, not I'm not trying to equate uh, emissions control with, sure. with what you're saying, but it was like when when Hamilton Testing Bureau came in and ran ran emissions in the state of California. Everybody failed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Why? So, <laughs> why? Because it was their model, their business model. Yeah. So, the, you know, the other thing that's so terrible about this is the mentality that goes along with it. That, that's just racist and insidious. I turn on Fox News tonight because Maria Bartolomo or the one that's the hothead that's she's substituting this week on their reshuffled lineup they they ran this story about the the not renewing private prison contracts and she turns around and looks in the camera and goes well crime's just gonna skyrocket now that's the last thing we need is less prison that's the narrative that you go out and buy your shotgun to protect your wife because the brown people are coming i mean it's just it's so whack it's it's pretty whack but it was it was just the quid pro quo to them 
Yeah. It's well, if we don't have places to put these people, those people, those and they're not, you know. Yeah. And, 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 and let's be careful. This is federal only. Your state right. still would have to follow suit for state prisons and things of that nature, you know, and that would be 50 state battle, whether or not they do, you know, they get rid of that. So, but everybody's going to be watching. Yeah. But I'm, I'm, you know what, of, of all the things that Biden's done, this one is like, that to me was just like the obvious. How can you argue with this? But of course, there are people that want to argue with it. And that's like, absolutely, it's just unbelievable that you want to argue with this. You want to fill prisons with people. Yeah. That's, you ever want, you know, your kids, and, you know, and for our yeah. kids, we want to give these clear lines uh, in, in the sand of where does uh, a democratic policy and mindset start? Where does republicanism begin this is one of those lines in the sand you know it's it's yes. the I, you know the idea of housing uh uh communities of color you know disproportionately in prison for right. the same exact crimes as white populations i mean it, it's it's crazy both of us tend to lean towards the, the left on environmental issues because we have we have kids and they're very aware of this this kind of stuff but to me it's like the this stuff with asbestos because you and i've been involved yep. with with nonprofit organizations and rehabbing old buildings and stuff like yep. that and you and some of the asbestos stuff's got just got so whacktacular that you just went why well, it's not because the government wanted to overregulate it. It's because the asbestos industry was in their funding campaigns and getting laws passed that said you had to do it. It wasn't because there was a public the need. asbestos removal companies. Yeah, the asbestos removal companies. Yeah, you know, it just got to the point where guys were out in space. I mean, you know, we we yep. know that we've been through those building re renovations and stuff, but it's all driven by it's just driven by the almighty buck. What has that got to do with incarcerating people? Yeah. We, we should, you mean you don't mean asbestos? You mean the prisons? Like what? Well, the prisons. Yeah, the prisons. I was like, I was making the equation that it's driven. It's driven by by economics. It's driven totally by economics. An industry. An industry. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, you put this in the notes. You know, I don't know that anybody cares other than you and you, and your son-in-law that Chelsea fires Lampard as a manager. Well, you know, I'm a, I'm 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 learning the game and I'm learning all the, all the you know ins and outs of of, of uh, high level soccer. The one place you do not get away with doing anything but winning <laughs> exactly, <laughs> is English Premier League soccer. Yep. And they just fired this guy, Lampard, who's a, a, a hero of the team. Yep. He's like in on their last championship. Not good enough. Not, not good, good enough. enough. Nope. They just dump him like a bad habit. Yep. And they put in another guy. And they're already, they're already... Well, the other, I think the other guy the other was... Guy, he hasn't temporary. played a game yet. No, he, they did. He did. They, they played a game under did him they, and they tied. Did they, oh, Okay. He's already, he's already, you know. But he's temporary. Yeah. I thought he was temporary. He's a German coach, I think. But he's, I thought he was. He, he was with, he was with the uh, uh, Paris, Paris PSG oh, okay. before, yeah. But anyhow, he's not even in. One got half a season left, one game, and they're already like, we're going to get rid of this, this guy. Let's get rid of this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? For everybody that wants to talk about, you know, I'm in a tough racket. I'm in, I'm in this, I'm in that. There's no tougher racket than English Premier League football. Yeah. The minute you, you start losing. Win or, you win or you're gone. All that to say that if you're not winning over there, you're not employed. Over here, if you're not winning, well... We're you can be Olympia beer and stay in business forever. It stay in business where, but they're not. They're being. But, but they over. finally pulled the plug on them. They, Have you? I seen was surprised. It? I was surprised. I didn't know they were actually still a thing. You know, I didn't even know that Olympia beer was around for the past. 10 That's years. what I mean. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. so you can be Olympia beer here and still be on the shelf, and nobody's yep. buying you for ten years because yep. you know what? It was our beer, and we liked our beer. And if it isn't Guinness, it isn't beer. It is okay. Beer. So you know, the other way you can run your business is just basically just 
let everything go. Manana and Mexico's manana culture. They basically just said no police, no curfews, no fines, no regrets. You know, they have a really super high uh, mortality rate and, and infectious rate, but okay. They're going to get there somehow, some way they have no infrastructure to do any of this. Anyway, it just, it shows you that there is a reason why the cartels control so much of, uh, of the landscape outside of uh, the big cities. Um, and within the big cities, but, you know, there is just no infrastructure, you know, they don't have the ability to, to put in a police, you know, a policy to help people with curfews. And then yeah. if you help people with curfews, do you have places for them to get their food? Do you have food distribution? They can't feed a majority of their population who has to hustle every day for food out in the streets. You know, you know what would happen if they clamped down? What are all the street vendors are going to do? That's where right. they make their living. That was that was in the, in the article that's in the links. The, the link it, there. They too. just can't do it. They don't. They do don't it. have it. You know. It's 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 the the way the society structured is that they they just have to they just have to let it go because yeah. they would have worse problems. This is a demonstration that they are still truly a third world country. As much as they want to, because of their fantastic you know whacktacular television shows, you want to think that they can be a first. No, they're definitely third world. They yeah. can't even, they couldn't even monitor this. Now we ourselves are having struggles. Yeah. I don't know how much given better what we started yeah. this podcast with, but, but yeah, it, it is, uh, it's definitely an interesting, it'll be interesting to watch. And my fear about this is that this may be just, a, uh, just one more narrative. It's going to be the new reason to keep the Brown people, you know, across the border because, you know, that country over there hasn't controlled their pandemic yet. So we now have to truly close the borders because of the fact that, you know, we don't want them to come over and it becomes a stronger narrative as time goes yeah. on. Well, that, yeah, that'd be cutting off our nose to spite our face because economically we'd take a yeah but it is yeah but argue that you know yeah i mean, I, I would hope everybody's exhausted on the 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 ridiculous arguments about people that come from south of the border i mean well, just, no they're not we just had four years of crazy okay yeah. guns are still selling like crazy but you know one thing we do know that's kind of crazy is that uh you know if you're a proud boy the difference between a proud boy and let's say uh the other guys the oath keepers <laughs> the oath keepers the, yeah. is it you know proud boys uh pretty much cosplay because once it got serious their leader started singing like a my, my notes said he, he remembered he remembered those scenes from the shawshank redemption yeah. he goes i don't want that to be me <laughs> <laughs> yeah this guy you know you, you sort of knew something was up every time they'd interview him because he's short of stature and he's sort of you know and he did you don't get in my face man you'll you'll regret getting in my face because i'm gonna karate chop you or some yeah some stuff and he's had you know his tactical gear on and everything else and i'm like going yeah this is the guy when they send they send a guy like this over and then the fbi pulls him over and they stand beaming him you know the character from the americans and they yeah. they say listen this is this is the deal you either start telling us what's going on inside the Proud Boys, or you're going to be doing 20 years in bop you in the butt prison. <laughs> and Shawshank Redemption, for, for those who haven't seen it, there's a gruesome scene in that movie. But, but yeah, you know, it's always the same with these guys. They talk a good game on TV and everybody goes, well, you better look out for him. He's got tactical weapons. And I'm, like, and I'm not saying there aren't some wackos out there with tactical weapons, yes. especially because we know where they are. They're like, our Four neighbors. hours south of here. Right? <laughs> no, they're actually like twenty minutes from here. I don't know where you live, but the twenty minutes from me. Well, I'm I'm sort of split in the middle, you know, and and I'm I'm in an area where there were a lot of Trump flags, but you know what? You knew somebody. These guys all running for cover. 
yeah. all ran for cover. I don't know enough about it. There are people who, who are writing excellent articles about this, uh, the phenomena of the, um, the militias that have come up, you know, that have, and what the difference is that the, the groups like this are pulling in, you know, tech guys, they're pulling in, you know, all different types of basically disenfranchised white males, yeah. bottom line, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's the new, the new, uh, yeah, it's a new ISIS, but these guys don't have the, the they no, they're not, the, they're not strapping the bombs themselves and blowing themselves up. Okay. That, that is extreme ideology to the max, right? They're not doing that. When it got tough, their own leaders started singing like a canary. That's my point, you know, yeah. that, that, that it's cosplay. And as soon as it yeah. got real serious, oh, 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 we didn't really mean that. You know, we don't, you know, we, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll rat them right. all out. There are groups in the U.S. that are like ISIS and there's truly underground. So I'm just saying that this particular group of people is like, uh, they're like the thin crust. I just, yeah, I, I, I don't have much street cred, but I just knew looking at this guy when he talked yeah. to people on, on, on the thing, I went, you know, he's a poser. He, he guys, guys that are really gonna too much yeah right <laughs> guys that are really gonna blow up a building don't say anything no no that's they, yeah, they don't want to be on camera because well it's, you, and, know. you know we there's so many examples of the following statement even putin just used this statement with with a gentleman that his political rival had just returned and he said basically if i wanted you dead you'd already be dead and in the world yeah. of the true crime the true criminal the whatever we've we talked about this before if they want you, they yeah. will take you out. The famous don't, line: don't don't attract their attention. <laughs> well, famous line from Goodfellas when they bust Henry Hill at the end, right? Yeah. It's the cops. He goes and don't move, or I'll blow your blanking brains out. And he goes, I knew it was the police because if it had been the wise guys, I wouldn't have heard a thing. Yeah, <laughs> right. I would have been dead. Yeah. I would have been dead exactly. Well, the final thing that we'll be talking about now is this this article that you have here that science reveals that swearing may be a sign of intelligence, a creative creativity. It helps us endure more pain <laughs> and more evidence for my kids that their father is in fact a superhero. <laughs> yeah, I don't think either one of us swear as much as is other people. I didn't start yeah. swearing until I had to push six kids through junior high so that'll do it <laughs> that did it to me yeah i had a lot of tolerance for stupidity and crazy and all the other things that come with you know junior high hormones you know uh thinking mindset you know but man at, at some point right. i was just like oh i have to use this as a weapon to vent my frustration and capture some attention. <laughs> I, I, I basically agree with the idea that, you know, a carefully placed swear word, <clears throat> you know, or, or some creativity in it can be very impactful. Yeah. If it's a hip hop album, no, it's just part of the lingo. If you're doing it for effect and you can get an effect, then if you use it sparingly in, in, in the right places, it can be very powerful. Nicholas Cage has that great show, The History of Swear Words on Netflix. Oh, really? I haven't watched that. Is any good? <laughs> and it's funny that it's Nicholas Cage, too. <laughs> yeah, really? Old Nick. <laughs> the, the, you know, the ultimate example of you know, restrained swearing. I mean, if it had been Joe Pesci, he'll probably forget it, you know? But yeah, that's what I mean. It's like rap music. Joe Pesci in, in those movies just goes the F-bomb so many times. You're like, man, well, that's just the- Exactly, you know, it's exactly. Of, it's not even a swear word at that point. It's just it's just common, common usage. Yeah, well, damn it, Jeff. We got to end this show. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and it's always good to talk to you. And uh, definitely, let's, uh, let's keep it going and, and look forward to talking to you next week. Likewise, man. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.